Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you wanna be my friend, 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 I do. You had better go and get up and Okay. And maybe okay. we could keep in touch. Like it did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Oh, I can't wait to sing that with a group of people again someday. Cannot wait to be around other people. Ooh. Yeah. I'm on a roll, no, I on a, and I don't care. Bermu- yeah. Bermuda Highway by My Morning Jacket. Add it to the playlist. He's really going down a Jim James road here. I love. That's my favorite modern band. I mean, they're incredible. His voice is amazing, and you're making great choices. I think the tattoo was unnecessary, but I'm not here to tell you what to do. Do you have a tool tattoo? No, it seems like I would. I will. I uh, yes, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if you were going to get one. What is a like? What is the tool tattoo? You know, Dave. So many people do like the arms up, the dancing. fire dancer. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I knew you'd know. You know, with tool, there's a lot of options because they a lot of their artwork is incredible. A lot of it has to do with Alex is from Alex Gray, an amazing artist. So there's like incredible artwork you can get that you would say, oh, this is Tool-inspired for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I personally don't know what I would get. Okay. Do you want any Um, more tattoos? You got the... Absolutely. You got the Jeep? Got the Jeep. I've got my wife's name. I've got my daughter's nickname. I've got my mother's uh, date that she passed away with a little message above it. I have four. Um, I would definitely get more for sure. I want to get one so bad. What would you get? A peacock. Or a peacock feather. You love NBC so much, you're like... No, I love CISO. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Just a huge CISO tattoo. It's coming back, dude. I would be like, what are you, in Memento? You and you're they, trying to remember? What do you think they'd sell me CISO for? <laughs> anything. I mean, I assume anything. Uh, CISO. Yeah, I want to get that. And I want to, I have multiple tattoos I want to get, but I just haven't gotten there yet. What would be the first one you get? Probably, probably the, some iteration of a peacock. Yep. All right. You know why, right? I don't know why. So the lake up at the cabin, there's a little, that little resort I've told you about. It's called Scherenberg's and they, they're, they have peacocks there. And okay. their like logo is a peacock, and that's where my mom went with my, her, you know, my, my grandparents since she was five. That's where I went since I was born. I love that. I caught my first fish there, and then when my grandpa passed, we got that little shack of a cottage cabin, and uh, we're still on that lake. So it's like if you see a peacock in my family, like that's that's like our that would be on our crest if those things were still happening. Yeah. So. Well, they can be. Design your own crest. I'll design it, and you have to commit to getting it no matter what it looks like. <laughs> we should get Pen Pals class <laughs> rings. They're $380. Uh, 
and people can get one if they want to. But you and I definitely have them. I would love to get a pin pals ring that is like on par with a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it's got F two F on it. It's gotta be. It's got RRGT. So obnoxiously big, right? We'd have to figure out what the like stone would be. Probably like if any amethyst. listeners work at a place uh, where we can get a discount, uh, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Could you imagine if our merch was just like jewelry <laughs> and high priced? Were they traveling uncut gems? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I win. This is how I win. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Just I mean, finished hey, that movie. Just finished. Ooh, it. how many panic attacks did you have? I mean, I started it in December, <laughs> got halfway. That's right. I remember this. Had time. to stop because it was too much. And then in May, at some point, we finished it. Have you read any of the think pieces that it's, it's essentially a basketball game? No. Like the movie itself is a basketball game. That's why he keeps asking for timeout. That's why like, like it is a basketball game. Interesting. A, like all, yeah. I don't want to give anything else away. You know what my big takeaway from that movie was too? I was like, she really loves him. She really loves him. Yeah. She really loves him. You think so? A hundred percent. Because of the tap. Don't give things away. It, it's Honestly, it's been long enough. <laughs> well, not. you know what? It is, it is on Netflix now, so maybe we'll leave it. Yeah. God. Um, okay. Next week is 100. We don't know. We're not any closer to knowing what we're going to do. But in I, fact, we're the same distance as last week. I really like exactly the same. I distance liked last, as last week's week. idea of ten, and I like yeah. maybe telling a Jack Phillips story or two. Yeah, so, you know, like pay some stuff off to the people that have been with us for the jump. Yeah, or from the jump, I guess is the correct way to say one hundred episodes. I mean, that's a hundred hours. How many hours? How many years is that? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so satisfying. I know, but see, that's why I love this show, Roy, because like when else in the world right now are we just getting to laugh? I don't know. I come down here to my basement to do this Zoom call Mm -hmm. with these two goddamn knuckleheads. Cackling idiots. This is what these cackling idiots, how can people listen to this? (laughs) But how can I have enough time to write about this? (laughs) Right. That's some leisure. Literally a negative review. Like if you write a negative is, review of a of a of a business or a restaurant of or like a product you purchase, I can kind of understand that. Sure. But to write a negative review of a podcast of a podcast and not cuz we're spewing hatred right. or I know. you know, we're not like racist right. or sexist. Or, like you if you were doing those things then I do like get it. it. Right. But you're writing a review of us. I'm just how you don't like it. I know. It's so selfish and it's so well, no. self-centered in this the is weirdest my way. This is my bit. I go, if you're doing that, like if you want people to know that that thanks Diane was not funny to you. There are too much of your life is going good. <laughs> you don't have college debt. Like you yeah. you need something to worry about. If you're like, what are you going to do today? I'm like, I don't know. I House is paid off. Just got to catch a, up on my reviews. Bought a boat. I think I'm just going to leave some negative reviews of subjective art. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, did you? Is that your job? Like somebody's paying you to do that? No, no, life. nobody's paying me to do it. Nope, nope. So no one asked you to do it. Uh-uh. No. Nope. Will anybody be able to like follow up with you to see like more than maybe what you wrote into a small blurb? No, I don't even use my real name. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Is your I parents, mean, everything's healthy? Oh, yeah. Life's great. I just, I got to take this fucking comic down. A peg. How, let me, let me just say yes or no. Okay. At this very second. Right. Is there someone, and, and I mean at this very second with the insanity of what the world is with a pandemic. Right. What the, the uh, amazing yet also tragic reality of what is going on with protests mm-hmm. and police brutality with all of that is someone right now writing a review like i didn't like charlie's angels too <laughs> full th- full throttle like is that happening like is, is that happening right now there's so many people in this world yes right <laughs> it has to be 
Like somebody right now is writing a DVD review, review, review of a DVD the TV show Blu-ray. Life Goes On. The <laughs> 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 right. That's happening while everything How else is going. That, that should tell you, that should almost tell you everything. And, and if you're running this simulation and one of the programs is writing a review of Life Goes On DVD season two, you're probably like, oh, what is this person doing in the simulation? Can't they see we've stirred it all up over here? How are they still? Can't they see something huge is going on right now? Yes. They're just watching that us. Is, that is that that is happening. Oh, it's like 100%. when you play Grand Theft Auto, and I haven't played the new one, mm-hmm. but when you would play it, and like you would like go insane, or like you're running from the cops. Something is happening that is clearly stirring the pot in that area that you're in in the game. Yeah. But then you see people that are still just walking in normal pace. <laughs> yes. Like that, that is, I think that's about real. That that's actually more real. Like you, you would see that and you go, well, that's not real. People would all panic and run away. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. But I, mean, I think about that in background of scenes all the time. You guys did a good job in Robert, Robbie, because there were a lot of times where I was like, well, other people in this restaurant or bar or bowling alley have to see Robbie losing his shit. And you guys did a good job with that. But sometimes you'll watch a show where someone is clearly losing it at a restaurant and everybody else is like, I like watermelon. Like they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) they're still just eating. They're just normal. They don't even like, look like, Oh, I, you know what? I ordered a Pepsi, and I, I does this not taste like Coke to you? And this person is, and and, and just over here is the beginning of uh, of Pulp Fiction, the right. opening scene. <laughs> Listen up, everybody! This is a motherfucking robbery. Uh, sorry, bread? I ordered banana cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shoot every last motherfucking one of you. Uh, mm. Yeah, this is more of an apple pie. Oh, um, I don't think this is real ice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know why. I've never watched Full Episode, but one day I found myself on CBS, Rules of Engagement. I'm lying. I love that show. And in the background, some background actor decided he was going to pantomime that him and his date were in a full-on fight. And it is to this day one of the funniest things I've ever seen because he can was like, you, he was like, is there, is there, where can we see that? Uh, we'd have to watch a lot of rules. Do you know the episode? No, but they were sitting in the diner. Shan- like this is restaurant. this is the homework oh, we give Shanley. Shanley. Don't anyway, do Shanley, watch all of Rules of Engagement until you find what Daniel cut to sucks. cut to Shanley writing a review about Rules of Engagement. Yeah, I was asked to watch this for a podcast. I've been suckered into. Yeah, let me. Just say, um, and that's a psych out. Shanley is not that person, but he we like to rile him up a little bit. We like to rile him. I don't know what that means, but we do it. We do it. Have you ever do you know that in Walking Dead? I think someone had told me this. I don't know if this is true, but someone told me that in Walking Dead, it's either the pilot or the second episode or third episode. And if you're a listener and you you know the facts about this, please message us because I I've wondered this forever. Mm-hmm. Someone said that there was a background person, and everybody understood it was the zombie show. Still early on in the Walking Dead life, yeah. But this was a flashback scene, <laughs> so there's no zombies yet. Uh-huh. But apparently, there's this one extra in the background who thinks they're a zombie before it's happened. Oh, Roar. Who's walking around like a zombie? (laughs) (laughs) He is not asymptomatic. It's already taking hold. (laughs) Like no one, I guess maybe no one noticed because you're obviously not watching for that. Right. And then it makes it into the cut. And everyone's like, wait, what's that? That's so good. Oh, I love Somebody that. clarify that. Uh, I, but I hope that's how it is. I love background watching. Uh, Daniel, you know what time it is. Yeah. Do it. Do it. 
Do it. Save that reserve. Save your reserve. Do you want to know how long you did it for? How long oh do you think you... I could tell you full-time or... Felt hit, like 10,000 hours. Or Felt like a Gladwell. <laughs> Felt like I did a Gladwell. I could tell you note-time or full-time beginning to end. Which one do you want to guess? Give me, give me full-time. Okay. How long do you think you did it for? 10 minutes at least. Um, 30 seconds? You went 21 seconds. Uh, that was great, man. I didn't think you were going to make it to 10. We're going to get it up there. We're going to get it up there. We're going to work on that. Uh, we're going to train. wonder if you could do better if you started out as an ohm sound. Okay. All right. I have a letter. All right. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Van Kirk has got a letter. I'm a recent discoverer of your podcast and after listening to the latest five and going back to the beginning and hearing about your cults i had to write in i'm not i don't want to get into a sandwich thing but i just love that they were like good show i'm gonna go back cults okay i'm writing (laughs) (laughs) all right nope give me my pen uh to the beginning and hearing after going to the back to the beginning and hearing about your cults i had to write in I hope you're still doing these. I'm not caught up yet. My F2F story and application involves my dad, and I honestly feel Daniel will relate to it. My dad was was around an okay amount before the age of six, but after that, he kept getting more and more distant. After eight, we didn't hear anything from him. It hurt at first, but eventually it became a bit of an inside joke between my ma, my little brother, and I. I'm a a 22-year-old male and from Salt Lake City, Utah. My F2F moment is when I was 19, and one day, he messages me on Facebook. He added me on Facebook the year before, but we didn't talk much on it. Saying on Facebook, you have, that's the dad put in all caps, you have to come see your sister. He has like 20 kids. I felt the tone of the message seemed really demanding and kind of rude for someone who I haven't seen or spoken, who really spoken to in 10 years. So I just responded, when? I could tell he wasn't expecting that response. So he awkwardly said he's having enchiladas and invited me. Enchiladas are my favorite. I doubt he knows that though. After driving to meet him at his house, I walk up and see a stranger. Everything I remembered from when I was eight was completely different. It was really surreal, to be honest. I talked to him for a bit and met my little sister for the first time. She's seven and awesome, but every question he asked, I felt like he was trying to pick my brain and trying to see if my brain worked like his. It kind of weirded me out. We made plans to meet... We made plans to meet up with my little brother and my sister I haven't seen in 15 years. About a week later, he ended up bailing. Then he invited my brother and I to Red Lobster, and he bailed on that too. My final straw was when my dying grandma, his mom, asked me to get him to come see her, and he didn't. I know. Sad and a bit fucked, right? I've for sure dealt with his shit more as an adult than I ever saw as a kid, and I'm more annoyed than anything else regarding the situation. Sorry for the long one. I don't know if the F2Fs need to be confrontational or peaceful F2Fs are cool too. This was more for me confronting the curiosity of who this man is and what I missed out on all those years and showing him what he missed out on. Turns out I didn't miss out on much and wasn't impressed. Straight up three out of ten. But I'm still really glad I went to his house that day for the experience of it. I hope you read this because there's lots of people without a parent who feel a sense of responsibility toward that toxic person, but it's truly okay to let that person live their life without you and for you to go on with yours. Your pen pal, Cade. P.S. I love mushrooms. I don't know if mushrooms can fry you out, but mid-2017 to 2018 are a blur. Plus, you can read my name, hashtag Season 2 Nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, um, where do you want to go, Roar? I mean, getting ditched. I at don't Red know Lobster? if we'll get the season two. That's all I take. <laughs> Any, it has to relate to me directly, of or course. I don't address it. Um, I I will say, as a father, and I know everyone is different, and the makeup of our our brains and our lives and our souls are all very different. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Um, fathom 
I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. But at the same time, you know, then I, I while I can't fathom it, I also go, you know, I, I'm grateful for the situation I'm in and I'm grateful for the the person I am and I'm grateful for the people that that has brought into my life and the people that I'm like, uh, you know, physically and emotionally and whatever attracted to, to make it, to make it to the point where I can't fathom mm-hmm. uh, leaving it. So I, I, I'm not to be on anyone's side about any of this, but I, it, it truly, it kind of breaks my heart because I like I like we've established before I I am shattered by anything that happens to children. Mm-hmm. It just like shatters me. I can't handle it. Um I just want kids to, you know, be given the the right tools and the right information and the right opportunity and the right, you know, uh discipline and the right parenting and the right amount of love and all this stuff. So whenever it's something like this, like, ah, hey, yeah, and then, you know, obviously you you should be the one speaking to this. You know this more personally than I do. But as someone who can't speak to it directly, uh, outside of the fact that I am a dad, right? It's hard to. But I think that's a good perspective. It's hard to fathom. It's truly hard to fathom doing that to somebody. Are you, like ditching them, at not showing up at Red Lobster. I mean, that breaks my heart. To I mean, I started to be like, oh, this guy just this guy has something else. This guy just. Right. He's he's got something he's either just a fucked up asshole. Right. Or he's got something that he hasn't addressed and can't address I mean, and I'm no telling one you, will ever opinion, no one will ever know he has a thing. If you can leave a kid, something's broken in you. I'm not saying that it's your fault, like you yourself may be wounded, but y- Something happened. Something Something happened. Right. Something happened. Because here's why. You saying it's... uh, It'd be one thing, Rory, if you were like, I get it. I get wanting to abandon your kid, but I chose not to. So this person's a fucker for doing it. But that you can't even fathom it means that if you can't grasp it, and you're a pretty empathetic person, which I said incorrectly and don't know if it's the right use of the word, you... You can't even wrap your head around it. So it's like, oh, you must be that way. Some, you know what I mean? Like, that's just a fault. You have a fault. You're faulty. You're faulty. Now, it doesn't mean you're not fixable or redeemable, but in your current state, if you stay this way, you're just, you're a fault. You're faulty. Yeah. So, and also if he has like 20 kids, I, I know that's the thing. I, I love our writers, but like, just understand that Rory and I will never know when you are being hyperbolic or honest. So yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I, I was like, does he have 20? <laughs> right, no. 20. So 20. So 20 is 20 is like That's your own cult. Well, that's why this kid's so into cults. He was born into one. 20 is like double of 10, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you're this playing is, along, it's our week this two is when of working you on realize our math. I'm the dumbest co-host. You I've hidden it this whole time. <laughs> I'd be so impressed. Dude, 20 is like three tens. <laughs> mm. uh, close. And you're always so nice. Close, buddy. Okay, buddy. Come here. Hold my hand. We're going to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> get out of here. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, that is... Uh, um, that's just Yikestown, USA. I am a person... <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's a good... I like that. Uh, Yikestown, USA, dude. That you know, I'm a person of the same boat. I live this a lot. Of, if somebody, if you don't have to have someone in your life for whatever reason, but if someone does you more harm than they do good, really find a try to find a way to extricate that person from your life, and you'll be okay. I loved the part in this letter where uh, Kate said, "Um, it's." It's truly okay. Wait, no, I want to read the whole thing. Yeah. People who, fa- uh, lots of people without a parent feel a sense of responsibility toward that toxic person. But it's, yes. oh, but it's truly okay to let that person live their life without you and for you to go on with yours. And that yes. is so true. Like, there I are, love, that, I, that also stood out to me. Yeah. Like, these people are like, well, how many times have we heard it in, in TV, movies, podcasts? Where or even just relate real love loving friendship relationship. Somebody's like, I mean, I got to. It's my dad. 
And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just an yeah. asshole. It's, yeah. It, it's not your dad. Dad is like guiding, hand on your back, getting you on the bike, picking you up off the ground. Like, I'll never forget Best Selling on the Crab Feast. And her mom, I think, had remarried. And she was trying to quantify this guy and that he was a pretty... Her and her sister didn't like him. But she was like, he was a really good guy. He he took us to school every day. And Ray, or Ray, Jay and Ryan started laughing because they were like, I, I love that you... That was a big positive for you. Like, of course he fucking took you, took you to school. Like, he was supposed to fucking take you to school. And she laughed about it, too, because she was like, oh, my God, yeah, you're totally right. But it's like, if there's there's people who are supposed... They're just supposed to be inherently things. If they don't want to be them, you don't have to put up with it. Right. Now, I say that no, not knowing how good those enchiladas are. I mean, that's where... That's the real meat. That's the rub. That's the real main dish. And it really made me think, not to trivialize, <clears throat> what is food somebody could offer that I'd be like, all right, I'll hear you out. <laughs> it's probably pie. Dude, pie, chicken tikka masala. Like a perfect steak with sautéed mushrooms. Like you might uh. get me over there to take your <laughs> abuse. Do I you get- started to become Jack Phillips just now. Yeah, you said well, that. I, when they, when I start, you start to hit the gravel in your voice. When I start pontificating, it comes out. Uh, I just, I, you know, I just feel like kudos <laughs> Kudos to the to Cade because like I, I identify, but there's nothing I need to bring to this really that he, that he isn't already saying. Also, you know what else? I yeah, think? it's really hard when I was ten months when when Chris left. So yeah, when you're six, you're like literally you're Nickelback or, or no Foo Fighters. You're like there goes my hero. Even though that song's yeah. about a guy who takes over a shitty relationship for you so you don't have to end it. That's what that song's about. But is that right? Yeah. He's he goes up to a girl's house to break up with her and he sees another guy come walking out. So now he doesn't have to worry about it because she found somebody else and he's like, There goes my hero. Yeah. yeah that's that's about somebody. I taking, just picture I just picture the varsity blues movie. Um with Billy Bob. When they use that they use that song in it. No, the varsity blues with James. Clear Bandit. eyes, full heart. Nope, James Vanderbeek, Varsity Blues. It's based on the book Friday Night Lights, but it's really MTV'd <laughs> up. And then, then so then they made Friday Night Lights an Why actual movie you, off the book. For the rest of your life, you need to call Varsity Blues MTV's Friday Night Lights. Because that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. It's like when I call Grey's it's Anatomy MTV Studios. It's like when I call Grey's Anatomy High School Hospital. <laughs> I never heard that. That's so good. Uh, every episode is High every episode is hospital. this. It's this. I think this patient's gonna die. Do you not like me anymore? Do you not like me? Yeah. Look, he's dying right now. Yeah, look I at get me. it. He might go, but is our relationship dying? That honestly makes me want to pitch a show to Adult Swim where High School Hospital. Everyone is 17. You can't it's cast like, anyone who's 16. I no. Get, yeah, no, you can cast high school ages. Right. De- in his hospital. Degrassi meets <laughs> yeah. ER. But yeah, Beverly Hills Hospital. Everybody, everybody is Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser. Yes. Everybody yes. is. It's, yeah. Like, hey, are you going to Children's <laughs> Hospital? No, I'm an adult. No, 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 no. It's Children's Hospital. It's kids. They run the kids hospital. Kids run it. <laughs> they're all like super smart. But that's the thing. They're not even super smart. No, they're no, no, no. actual high school kids. In scrubs, in, in, in no, I would love it if they were super smart. But that's the only part of them is involved. Running a hospital. Why um, would this make me so happy? And you're the patient, and you're like, "Did you just pass a note to that nurse during my surgery?" No, no, <laughs> no, no passing notes. That's the only adults are the patients. Yeah. Uh, and um, then it cuts to it cuts to the patient, and it's this old man, and he's like. I don't know that anyone's given me the anesthesia yet. He's wide awake. He's cut open. Just being so chill. Oh, I think there's a tool inside me. Yeah. Shut up, uh, old man. Uh, They're so, their bedside manners are awful. Um, so I don't know if I finished this thought, but being like six years old, that your hero. That's when you lose your, you know, and so I think that's a lot harder. So way much kudos, kudos to Cater for yeah. uh, 
for like being able to see that for what it is and and for uh, sure thanks for writing us in i feel like at one point we must have told people if you want to be part of the cult you need to send us your f2f and Cade is going along with that so <laughs> we don't even know our own show <laughs> <laughs> that's why i love the show I know. People are like, hey, do you guys remember when you said blah, blah, blah? I'm like, honestly, no. No. But that doesn't mean I didn't mean it. I meant it. It <laughs> doesn't mean at the time I really, I really meant it. And if it was brought up now, I probably have the same response, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good on you, Cade. I appreciate yeah. you. I hope everything continues to go well for you. And I hope if there's anybody out there who listened to that and is finding themselves in the same situation, feel free to write us. Let us know how you're doing. And just don't allow every holiday should be spent with people you love. Even if it's by yourself, I hope you love yourself. And if it's not with the family you were born into, it should be, it should or can or maybe hopefully will be the family that you cultivate because you don't deserve to allow a shitty could have been dad or a shitty definite grand, cunty grandma into your world. Like only let yes. the best people affect you and, and the yes. negative ones even if you can't remove them, greatly limit their access to your mental health. Yes. I mean it. So does Roar. All right. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk. And Rory Scoville. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription bot service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit fabfitfun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's fabfitfun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Huh? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. <gasps> And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. And we're back. Back folks. in the saddle again. You, that's your go-to. I know. I feel like I've done that countless times. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you truly have. Oh, I hope there's one uh, person being like, wait, that's not, is that, a, no, I remember that differently. Wait, what is going on? You know, why, am I not getting sleep? Do you have a new shirt, Roar? Am I getting sleep? This is, I know. Am I like a, getting enough sleep? A work Not a new shirt, golf shirt. I'm now just putting golf shirts in the rotation. The rotation. I like it. I like it a lot. God, I have not golfed in, uh three months i don't know climbing up on three months at um, all hard hard when that's your addiction yeah but uh where does the contact where would the contact come in with other people i'm not lobbying for you to do anything different than no you, you can oh. golf courses are open and it's outdoors and i i think genuinely and generally it's probably uh pretty safe yeah. to do yeah um and you avoid contact pins stay in you're not supposed to rake the bunkers you show up, you prepay uh, before you get there. 
you grab your cart. You can basically, my agent was telling me he disinfected his whole car. He just drove the cart to his car, disinfected the whole thing with like wipes and cleaned his hands and then put his clubs in, drove right to the first tee and he didn't warm up or anything. He just went straight to the first tee and started playing. And he said he was kind of the only one out there, which sounds super peaceful. Um, I'd be willing to do uh, something like that. Uh, I just know what it some does. Some point down the road. I know what uh, it does for your yet. mental health. I know what it does for you emotionally. I know what it does for your endorphins and the positive toxins in your yeah. body. So when you are comfortable, you have a friend named Daniel who is encouraging you to responsibly do it. There you I, are. Because I know um, what it I, means to you. Yeah, and I will at some point uh, dabble back out there. Um it's weird with the virus. It's weird with the protests. It's weird with the family. It just feels like I'm not in the right space to be like, all right, I'm going to go play a round of golf. No, I feel you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I don't think I'd enjoy it. It would be crazy I, to I force yourself cool to do it to... when it doesn't make you feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Well, then yes, now exactly. I'm doing this for two wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. And then I just feel worse. I'm like, right. this was, and I paid money for this. Right. Um, let me grab a letter here. This one's entitled Losing Family Relationships. Boy, if that's not a lot of us. Wow, we just talked about giving up on them. But and this now, may and I now think we're this talking is, about losing them. Yeah, yep. this is like a different angle. Dan and Rory. So that's unfortunate. The world has been pretty crazy (laughs) recently, and with all these protests, a lot of emotions are flaring up. I am strongly on the side of equality and making police accountable, and have been sharing post after post on Facebook of anything I think is relevant for people to see. Um, Yesterday, I noticed four members of my extended family, my uncle's family, all unfriended me. My uncle and his son are both cops, and I have a feeling they grew tired of all of the videos I shared showing the police brutality against the protests that have been going on. I don't regret what I've done, and I wish them well, as they will probably never speak to me again. I am fine with this. I think as cops, they should be the ones who need to see these posts the Uh most, learn from them, and make sure they do not follow the same path. Instead of starting a conversation with me, they just left. Change is coming. Black Lives Matter. Jay. P.S. Throw Sad Machine by Porter Robinson on the playlist. Unfamiliar with know. it. Also unfamiliar. But uh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine that's a, uh, a an awkward position. I don't know if awkward position is the right phrase, but I, you know, that you're. You're posting what you believe in and what you think is right, and that's naturally going to rub some people the wrong way. And sometimes those people are relatives, right? <laughs> and sometimes they're they can be people you potentially thought were close friends. Uh, also, it can be anybody, but uh, yeah, I think you know. And who knows if they would have engaged in a conversation, what that conversation would have been like, or what it would have led to. Um, there's people that feel. That they feel like personally attacked by people wanting to protest, and yet they they sometimes can't see the other side of it. They can't understand where it's coming from when it's coming from quite literal attacks. Right, <laughs> and they they go, "Ah, you posted this video; it's attack on me." I assume that's probably how they were uh, responding. It would be pretty funny for you to request their friendship. Uh, <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Hey, not sure how we got disconnected, hey, but I don't know that we ever hooked up on here. Anyways, uh, it's Facebook. It's pretty cool. Anyways, we want to be friends. Poke. Um, I I can I can understand. That I wish that they would reach out and have a conversation with you. I'm sorry, you got to go through that. But I I and I'm not saying like from their perspective. Oh, I understand what they're they're going through as to why they would un unfriend you. But I can see that there's this. There's there's people having to face. I keep saying face the music, and I I don't know why I'm so in love with that phrase right now. Don't stop. But they're they're basically like, oh, we have to face the music. We're seeing videos of this and that, and and maybe they are like, yeah, but I know a different perspective of the the police force, or I know a different perspective of who police are and how they are. I think it's it's maybe it's difficult for them. I can't speak for them, but that's not what this is about. This isn't about going. I, I think there's a lot of people. That are like yes, d- just by natural naturally, 
there are good police in the world. Naturally, mm-hmm. you couldn't say they're 100% bad. Mm-hmm. There are some that that also agree with accountability, but potentially they feel like they don't have a voice. Some of those people you've read about have been quitting their jobs as police officers because they feel so compelled to do so. You if you if you thought this was all just you know, oh, these are these are protests and riots breaking out and it's all for the wrong reasons. I doubt police officers would genuinely just quit their jobs if right. they were like, oh, yeah, this is just getting blown out of proportion. No, it's because they feel compelled to. And there are others that probably feel compelled to. And maybe they're in a different position where they can't just quit and they're they're torn over it. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. But my point being... What what you're seeing now and what you're coming to realize is that there's an overwhelmingly large amount of cops who who don't operate from a place of doing good, that don't operate from a place of protection, that don't operate from a place of being held to being accountable. And that is what we're talking about. So what totally. I feel bad about is that they just decided to unfriend you, whereas you would think they'd go, yeah, there are bad cops. And then you go, let's start there. Because there's no way you're going to tell me they're all good. So we could just start with, there are some bad cops. And now we're having the conversation. There's enough bad so cops for it to be Let's talk about those bad cops. Let's talk about the bad system. Let's talk about what the system is. There's enough bad cops for it to be a national problem. I mean, look at every single city. If every you were like, state. I think it's, I don't think, I don't think there are bad cops. If, if someone says that, if someone truly thought that, do you really think the whole country and world, I mean, other countries I know. are protesting almost like, yeah, even uh, across the ocean, we can tell. We yeah. can tell from over here. Mm-hmm. You guys, we visited. I've been to your country. I've seen it and I've been like, whoa, this is insane. I used to have a joke. Um, that I would do when I would go play in Vancouver. And I was like, I was like, last night I was out on the street and I saw a guy having a slice of pizza and right next to him was this fucking cop and they were talking to each other. Canada, what was that? (laughs) That's great. And that's not to say Canada doesn't have its its own issues. I'm sure they do. But you're commenting that, on that, how foreign it would be to you for civility between police officers. Yeah, for two people to be civilians. getting along. And that joke, when people say jokes come from a real place, sometimes they do. That joke was born out of my brain going, at, even as a straight white male going, huh, look at these two getting along. Even my perspective, mm-hmm. where I am not, you know, I don't have a police officer breathing down my neck. Even me, I go, oh, that's crazy. A right. civil conversation between these two people, right? I'm just, I feel like I'm just ranting. You're now, not, but you're not. Rory, to me, that conversation should have started at yes, there are bad police. Let's talk about it, right? Because this is the thing to me. I don't understand this. I don't know if natural inclination. This this loyalty. Yes, but it's like I feel like I might have mentioned it once here before. I remember when the child abuse scandal in the Catholic Church was first. Exposed was that like late nineties, early two thousands? Um, I mean, I feel like it's been spotlight. going on forever, but yeah, no, no, it's been going on forever. But I mean, like the spotlight article in the Boston Globe, and then oh, the the actual article, yeah, like when it all kind yeah, of really I think that's blew right. up. And so I think you're right. I remember there was a news telecast, and they were interviewing a woman, and they asked her like she was a they you know introduced her. I'm I'm here with a member of the Catholic Church, and they said to her she was just a partitioner just a, a member of the church. And they said like, is, do you find this to be a large distraction? Do you wish that, you know, essentially asked her if they wished, if she wished it would stop that all of this hatred towards the Catholic church. And she said, no, I'm Catholic. I'm more mad than you because this is my church. This is my religion. This is something I hold sacred and beautiful and I believe in. This is how I live my life. And you tell me that these monsters are inside of that doing this to children? I am more mad than the idea that I would want to close the blinds and say, don't look in here. Nothing's happening is ridiculous. I should be more mad than you because it's my thing. 
And that's yeah. what I don't understand about, about, I'm not saying all police officers, but as a whole, to me, her or his, the writer, the letter writer's family members, their attitude should be, I fucking know, right? Because I'm a good cop. And I try to treat people fairly. And I put the word serve and protect well before attack and beat. And yeah. and I am more mad than you. I get more mad than you every time I see it because these are people that wanted to do the same thing I've dedicated my life to, that to put on a badge, to throw that it took all away. that oath. And that's how yes. they want people to think of what I do with my life, that we are pieces of shit. Fuck those guys. I am more mad than you because I'm a cop and I'm a good fucking cop. So I should be posting more things than you're posting. I should be saying more angry things than you're saying because this is my fucking life. Yeah. And that's what not only that's not what what those cops are going out and doing. It's what they're making people in my world and my community think of me. Yeah. So if you're a good cop, you you should not be in the business of muting, ignoring, and unfollowing people. You should be in the business of like the fucking uh, fat Jew uh, account to where you just steal everybody else's videos and posts and you post them <laughs> and you put them up and you can't get enough of, of this content because you need more people to see how wrong these fuckers are so that we weed them out. So that be, Because if you're such a good cop, you want to change the fucking light that you're standing in. And you shouldn't yeah. be mad at other people climbing up ladders that they've had to fucking build themselves to try and change that light. You should be building it because you're a yeah. good cop, right? You're a good cop. So why aren't you more pissed than me? And just to be clear, Daniel is not an anti-Semitic. That is a actual Twitter slash Instagram handle. Fat oh, really? Jew. Oh, I thought that's just what we called it. <laughs> you, you are. You give this great... This great perspective and this great point, and then be like, "Oh shit! All right, all right, he said it. Okay, no. like you got to look past the anti-Semitism. You it, have he, to look past the fact that he is body shaming a Jewish man. <laughs> no, um, it's it, it, that is the name of the account. Um, yes. and he steals <laughs> yes. from comics. Just, I think most of our listeners know that, but if there's somebody who's like, "Wait, whoa, what did he just say? <laughs> Let just to, just to clear that. And up. right now, thanks to you, they're like, "I got to go back and listen because I jumped off that truck halfway through. I don't even know what he said after. <laughs> I don't you. know what that dude was talking." about but i think that's a great point i think you make a great point like if, if aren't you more mad than me because you're a good cop right now i i think what exists in there and this is what this is where it gets uh bigger and scarier to me is that when people go where are these good cops there's a part of me that goes I, th- I i think they're in there and you go why don't they quit their jobs and then i go you know i actually don't know the power that police actually have to where if I quit right now, I'm not suddenly harassed. I'm not saying that would happen, but if people are like, well, if you're a good cop and you want to raise your voice, but you feel like you can't, I'm, I'm not defending anyone's actions, but I believe that there are some good police. Do you and have you any do police wonder, in your life? You, you do wonder like where, what do you do? Like, it's it's easy for me to go, well, I think I quit. I mean, I, I don't think I ever go down that road anyways, because that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think instinctually who I am, I would just quit. But I wonder, what is the position some people are in to where they're not just uh, quitting? Because I ju- I, I, I think an over, overwhelming large majority of these police, for- police forces, you see it time and time again of just unnecessary violence and right. unnecessary abuse of authority in situations where they escalate the tension of a situation that they did not have to, to do. And while you see that time and time again, I'm always like, I, I think there are still some people who are like, you know, I'm a cop for the right reasons. And you just wonder where, where are they? I'm not saying that, you know, obviously you're not going to show them. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Do you it know any cops? The, do you it confuses any, the shit out of me. Do you have any me. cops in your personal life? Yes. I have some some friends I grew up with and then older adults that I who are probably retired now. I have two. They're LAPD officers. They both work uh, in like the South Central area. And I love them. I have texted them repeatedly throughout all of this, telling them that I hope that they're safe out there and I want them to know I'm thinking about them. Now, do I 100% know what they're like when the uniform's on? No, there's no way. But I have to go off what I believe about them and I think, I believe, 
from knowing them personally for both over a decade, that they are good people, and I believe, therefore, good cops. But they should have no problem with all the stuff that I've been posting. Because they, like Oh, I that's said, a good... So, yeah, because we have been posting a lot. Have they... Has there been any discussion to no. that? When I've texted them and said, I'm thinking about it, they're like, thank They don't say anything about it. Um, and and uh, one of their wives I've texted, she doesn't say anything about what I'm posting. I know she has to see it. But also, yeah. I'm posting, for the most part, I've been trying to echo voices of people who have experienced this in ways that I never will and have not. So yeah. even if somebody said that to me, they're like, you, that was some bullshit. I'd be like, oh, you mean that person's personal account of their own life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't say shit. I'm yeah. tell- that's what, how they feel. So you're telling me their bullshit is actually, you're just mad I made you see it. Yeah. But if you're, yeah. if, if you're the good cop, you should be more pissed off than me. Because yeah. It's just like when we hear about bad comics. Somebody's like, well, so-and-so, this is how they treated that, that server in the green room. I'm like... You think I'm going to go like, hey, you don't understand the life of a comic. No, fuck that. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm going to go fuck that. I'm more mad because now you're afraid. You're afraid to come into the green room to take my order alone because of what fuck nut did to you last weekend here. And I don't yeah. blame you for not wanting to come in here alone. I wouldn't either. But I'm not going to blame you for anything you're doing when someone else did this. I'm blaming that motherfucker. When it's reactionary. Yeah. Yes. Here's it's the other thing proactive. I would say. You're not being proactive. I mean, people there are people who are proactive assholes. Okay, I know. To go you back to the letter. To it, it's not on you. What's yeah. the, did they give us our name? their name? I forget. I'm sorry if I... Uh, this is going to be coming at us from Jay. Okay, Jay. I, I'm asking. I will ask Rory because you can't answer me right now. But have you read... I will play the role of Jay. Have you read The Watchmen? Yes. You Why have? do I give Jay that voice? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. All right. And do you love Mickey Mouse? <laughs> yeah. I can do a good Mickey Mouse. You want to do it? <laughs> Hi, kids. It's me, Mickey Mouse. That's really good. I know. Everybody gather around. Come on, everybody. We're going to gather around. I've got something to say. Fuck you. Fuck you, cops. I just... Just so everyone knows, that's me. That's not Daniel. I'm the one that's great at the impression. <laughs> you know what I, I do? I used to prank call people when I was a kid when they had answering machines. I'd be like, and they'd be like, you have reached the Ryersons. We can't come to the floor. And, I, and I'd go, hey, Ryersons, it's me, Mickey Mouse. Come on, family. <laughs> Everybody gather around the answering machine. I've got a big announcement for you. Okay. Straight from Walt. I want you guys to know, is the whole family here? fuck yourself <laughs> and then i would hang up the phone dude you're a renegade oh, and a half dude, that was... one full renegade mixed with one half of a renegade oh, man that my early 30s were great okay my other thing is this so i'm asking you have you seen watchmen or read red watchmen i have not okay. i've seen the movie the watchmen okay great. that'll that should still work totally jack Earl haley plays a character named Rorsak, rorschach yeah rorschach is uh he has a lot of mental health issues he is uh he's violent very aggressive um the reason i bring him up is a lot of people who are losing family members they dread the holidays right i'm gonna have to go there and interact with all these people who don't believe the way that i believe or don't accept me for who i am or think that my my just request for equal rights for people is disgusting and horrible and i have to go and spend two days or even one full day or god forbid a week with these people who run congruent to the way i Tension think people should live yes now in watchmen rorschach gets put in jail this and, is my favorite line and, by the way in the whole movie yes and they they try to fight him because a lot of people and there are criminals that he put in jail and they want to kill him and they fight him and he goes off and destroys a person, starts fighting multiple people. And as they drag him away in the comic book, I think he's before they drag him away in the movie, he says, what you guys don't understand is I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. And you can view it that way too. You don't have to put up with your family at Thanksgiving. They have to put up with you. They have to put up with you being the one telling them to care about people more. They have to put up with you shining a light on things that they don't want to see that need to be changed in this country, in this world. So you don't have to be the victim. You can be the aggressor. And I'm not saying walk in the door and start screaming at people, but just your presence does not have to be somebody who's victimized by others. They can be, it's weird to say this, victimized by your enlightenment that you're trying to bring to them. 
So you are not locked into that family with them. They are locked into that family with you. And I think that that is just an an attitude or perspective that you could take. Don't worry about them never talking to you again. Think about them someday having to talk to you again because you tried to show them the right way. So yeah, I don't know. That's my that's my rant. It's the rants can can uh, go in many directions all over the place. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I. It's weird when you talk about the the you know oh there's good police it's 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 hard to verbalize what you mean by that because sometimes you might not you might be like actually i don't even know what i mean by that you know this inherent belief that surely people of authority have my best interests in mind um but just coming to realize that. that maybe they they don't and and you know in your heart they haven't had it for other people for a really long time. Right. And at this point in history, you're either going to accept that as the the truthful facts and you're going to proceed or or you're not. And you to me it's it's tough to find this middle ground because to me it seems so obvious. But try to keep in mind when you do and I think Daniel makes a great point because I think more people are going to be related to the fact that they're going to have to deal with family members or talk to them try to keep in mind that they're getting their information from different uh places and they while you think where they get it is crazy they think what you think is crazy so know that it, I think there's a lot of hard conversations coming up with how people are um, for instance, th- there wasn't even a conversation here with Jay. They just unfriended him and that was kind of their, they're like, ah, we don't like the videos. And so we're out. It's not like, oh, you're family and we should talk. It's like, no, you post these videos. So I don't want to even talk to you or anything. So that, that maybe says more to what that relationship was like beforehand. Maybe there wasn't much there, uh, anyways. And if there was Jay, I'm sorry that they exited so harshly, but there is a point in your life where you have to tell people where they're getting their information, Try to explain to them what is is happening from your perspective and and just know that there's no need to get into an argument. You can just peacefully try to have these conversations knowing that people are going to get heated. It doesn't mean you have to be affected by it. Mm-hmm. You're just telling them plain and simple the truth. Yeah. And the truth is there there is brutality and it's rampant and the system has to change. And for all the good cops out there, then to Daniel's point, you would think they would want the system changed too, where you go, yeah, maybe your budget doesn't need to be uh, so high, but poured into the uh, these other aspects of society that potentially curb people from needing to behave in criminal fashion. No matter what you do, there's always going to be criminals. I think in a perfect utopia, you're going to have people doing something. That's just, there's humanity where people just... Not everyone is is wired to just sit down and play by the rules, even if things are great. Even if things are great for everybody, you're still going to have criminal activity. But make no mistake, there's a lot of people born into a life without opportunities to see a light at the end of the tunnel of what they can create for themselves because they're constantly told that they can't accomplish something and they're not given the tools physically, mentally, emotionally to be able to get to the light at the end of the the tunnel. There's a lot of people that have hardships in this life. Everyone should be able to see a t- light at the end of the tunnel and be given the proper tools to get to the end of that tunnel to see what they make of themselves. When you don't give people that, th- it leads to this. If I li- make no mistake, I'm 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 now joining this effort at 39 years old. But if I was subjected to what what people are subjected to in when with regards to authority and the police, I wouldn't be sitting here calmly at 39. I wouldn't be who I am right now. No way. You've, you've given me a different life and wired me a different way. That doesn't make me this different person at, at my core. At my core, I might still be the same, you know, sort of peaceful person, but you've put me in a cage and you've prodded me. And you've you've thrown shit at me, and you've yelled at me, and you've talked down to me, and you've you've beaten me. What do you think I'm going to become when you treat me like that? Right. That that. So when people go, oh, but there's still bad people. There's always going to be bad people. 
But there's a lot of people who behave badly. They're not actually bad people. Mm-hmm. And they're only behaving badly because you've given them no other way to behave that gets them any closer to the light at the end of the tunnel. I agree with you. And those are my final thoughts, Jay. Yeah, I will say this lastly, too. Um, I've thought about this. Imagine unfollowing a friend, a family member, a comic, because they cared about people too much. Imagine that. I know. know. Somebody will say, like, you still still follow Rory Scoville? No, I had to unfollow him. Why? He just, like... He tried to get me to donate to Black Lives Matter. He, like, cares about people. He, like... Yeah, he just like when his heart's well because his heart's has, in the right place. When has the side of when has the bad side of history fallen on the people who cared about other people ever? Like ever? When has anybody ever been like, I shouldn't have? That was a bad mistake. Giving a shit about those Jews, like. No, that's the direction that they go. Like the Holocaust, you know what I mean? Like anyone who's cared about people, they're never on the wrong side of history. Yeah, ever, ever. Nobody. See, I told you we shouldn't have backed Jesus. Right. Look, they killed him. We should have been on their team. Right. That's who won. I don't know. I don't know why I tried to bring awareness to the AIDS epidemic. Why did I care about all those people? What a waste of time. No, that's never existed. It's yeah. never, if you are mad about it, it's because you just don't want it to be bothered. You just don't, yeah. you want your plastic straws. You don't want anything to fucking change. And I hope you build your next home out of nothing but asbestos because you just want things to never get better. Yeah. Fuck off. Nice. <laughs> and now is that towards Jay who wrote the letter you're saying? Fuck yes. off? Because you, yes, you don't, I've come like, all the yes. way back around. I thought I thought he was snippy. <laughs> I thought he was snippy in some of the letters. <laughs> what if our net letter next week is like I had to unfollow my cousin Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's I'm a cop. Like, okay, all but right. Well, we read we read them all. We read them all. We try to play. So you know, if you neutral. are a cop, write us a letter. I would I would love that. Actually. I would love it too. Because I, I and I yeah. don't mean and that I, sensationally. I, I, I mean that. I've talked to people way. about. I'm talking about people about like uh, how how you handle this and how you talk about it and you know speak passionately, make mistakes, have your eyes open when someone corrects your mistakes and move forward from the mistake, but don't be silent because you're like I just want to make sure I'm I want to tiptoe as I wade into the water of speaking up. Speak up, say something, say say what you're gonna say, and if someone goes hey we're not really we're not we're not saying that you go okay my bad. But I just know my heart's in the right place. I think speaking up and like we said before of trying to put out something positive out there, people are going to know your heart is in the right place. So join join this massive voice in whatever way that you're going to do it and know that there's going to be pushback. And when there is pushback, if those people are willing to have conversations, have them because that is the work. The work is having conversations with people on the other side of the, of the matter and talking to them. And you don't go into it trying to change them. Mm-mm. Go into it with love and compassion and just say, and this is where I'm coming yep. from. And it's coming from a place of actual love and concern for everybody. Because your vision of the future is if if everybody has an opportunity, that's a step closer towards a, a, a greater peace. And who doesn't want to live in a world where everyone is peaceful? Assholes. I know. I know that to, for it to be a hundred percent is 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 hard. It's crazy. It's hard but, to yeah, picture, and it's probably not realistic. But why would you not strive towards it? I agree. I agree. Um, anyways, great letter, Jay. Sorry you're going through that, but uh, just know that Daniel and I, we've got your back. Yeah, <laughs> we've got your back. You might Jay. have lost some people, but you've picked up some too. So. Yeah, and Daniel and I are we're cops also, and we're going to unfollow you as well. Full disclosure. So. Maybe, yeah, full disclosure. Anyways, uh, your pen pals, Roy Scoville <laughs> and Daniel Van Kirk. It wasn't so long ago.
Podcast Network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.